Hi everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Tanya TV. This week's episode is the second part in my two-part mini-series on Instagram influencers and content creators. I'm speaking with Alex Ayav. Um, she is a writer for the Nines. She does operations at Chloe Goslin, which is a shoe company. And she has a weekly show on Thursday nights on this platform called Newness. So you can follow her on Instagram at Alex Andre and check out her weekly show. And during the episode, we're going to be touching on a few different topics. One of them being how has she used her platform differently since um, the Black Lives Matter movement has started. And also, as a white woman on social media, I ask her how she's processed her positionality in what has been going on. And then I ask her what advice she has for others using similar platforms. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Thanks for having me. This is my first podcast. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm happy you're here and happy you're excited. Um, so your full name is Alex Ayab. That's your married name or that's, yep. Right? That's my married name. Ayub, Ayab, Ayub. There's many ways it can be said. So I, <laughs> I normally just go by Alex A, but I, I love my new last name. I think it, it flows very nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want to give everyone a little bit of information about yourself, what you do, and then I know you also have like a, what would you call it? A twice weekly show or is it like the nine? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a live stream. So um, again, my name is Alex. I currently live in Las Vegas. Um, however, I'm from Michigan. I grew up in Michigan and I miss it all the time. It was a wonderful place to grow up and I have a lot of love and, and pride for there. Um, I work in fashion. I have for quite a few years. That sounds very cliche and vague. Um, it's not as cool as I'm making it sound. <laughs> it's like, I, I do really like my job. Like, you know, and people like I work in fashion. Um, but I work for a shoe designer and I do the operations for the company and I really love it. I have learned so much about the industry. Um, however, in my free time, I run my own website called the nines, um, I started it when I was just graduated from college and I was working a really corporate job and I felt like I needed an outlet to really be creative, um, and do creative writing, you know, write about style or, you know, whatever topic I wanted to cover. And I've been doing that for a couple of years now. I've really been enjoying it. Um, I've kind of, you know, made that into more of an Instagram presence, um, the nines and I, you know, love to create content, um, IGTVs. I really, my whole goal is to make fashion and style accessible. Um, you know, what that used to mean to me was make, you know, fashion can feel very isolating. Um, you know, if you're not up on trends, you're not wearing what they're wearing, you know, in the magazines, it can feel really non-inclusive. And so my goal was really to make it feel accessible and fun and light. And now I'm kind of changing that view of accessibility. Um, and based off my own history, I do have a, a physical disability in my legs and feet. And I really feel a pull and a passion to change my fashion career path 
from less mass market fashion uh, to accessibility. So clothing that, you know, is very accessible to all kinds of differently abled people. Um, and yeah, and I stream on uh, a platform called newness. I do that once a week. Now I was doing it twice a week. Uh, but then I started going back to work and things just started getting a little busier and it's this awesome, awesome streaming platform that focuses on fashion and beauty. So I do that every Thursday night at 5 PM Pacific. And it's just a really welcoming free space. Like I treat it like it's a little TV show. Like Monday nights, you have The Bachelor. Thursday nights, I like want you to come on Newness and hang out with me and we can talk about anything and people talk in the chat. And it's just a really beautiful, welcoming space that I'm proud to be a part of. And it's a woman-owned uh, tech venture, which is really exciting. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, I sat in on one of, or maybe two of the newness shows and yeah. I was like, I need to get in the chat. I want to <laughs> the chat like pops <laughs> off every week. It's so much fun. And I really feel like it's a space where I can be my most creative and it's live and it's just a, a really, really fun time. I'm really proud to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this wasn't on the list of questions, but um, how do you feel after going viral with your TikTok? <laughs> I was not prepared for TikTok fame. I've become a monster. Um, (laughs) I think my husband can barely live with me because all I talk about, like every 20 minutes, like the numbers went up again. He's like, "Uh uh-huh, like that's great. Um, (laughs) But last I checked, uh, I made this this TikTok about the show Selling Sunset because I'm a Selling Sunset just aficionado apparently. Um, and I really thought, honestly, it was really stupid and no one was going to watch it or understand it. And then I woke up the next morning and it had like a hundred thousand views. I think right now it's at like 250,000 views. I like TikTok is a machine. Like I'm, like I said, I was not prepared for the TikTok fame. I'm a monster now. (laughs) TikTok monster. Does TikTok relate to Instagram as well? Like, do you think that people that find you on TikTok will then follow you on Instagram? I definitely got a bit of crossover. Um, I, because my Instagram is in my bio on TikTok. And so I did get some people that came over. I feel like, I mean, traditionally, I think Instagram is a bit more curated and TikTok is a little bit more of like a kind of like weird offbeat humor. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's like what shows up on my TikTok. Um, so I like kind of crossing the two. Like when Instagram Reels started, I said, this is a really good way for me to kind of bring that humor and that you know form of comedy over to Instagram. Because so far on Reels, I was just seeing like, Scandinavian models walking in and out for for 15 seconds. I'm like, Oh my God, this is not why reels. Like we cannot let this happen to Instagram. Like it's enough. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just thought, you know, I'm going to try to transfer that over and it's been going really well. I'm, I'm really enjoying it a lot. And I just think, I know people like to make fun of kids on TikTok, but I think they're all creative geniuses and the humor is just 10 out of 10. So on point. I love it. All right. Well, that makes me want to consider getting one more. Uh, I Godspeed. Godspeed, <laughs> girl, because I'm on it all the time. It's so addicting. Just another thing to get addicted to. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, all right. So let's dive into the questions. Um, first, I will ask, 
How have you used your platform differently since the recent resurgence of the Black Lives Matter movement? So I've definitely changed the way I use my uh, social media um, completely, my, my platform. You know, I think when this social justice movement really started and we, you know, and then we saw the video of George Floyd and then we heard about Breonna Taylor and this isn't anything new. I mean, we had Trayvon Martin. I I remember following that case extremely carefully because I just could not believe it. Um, But I was definitely someone that fell in the camp of, well, I'm not racist, so I'm not part of the problem. I love black people. I love everyone. I just want everyone to be happy. You know, so I was like, I'm not the problem. Like it's these crazy white supremacists and these, and the police. And I very quickly realized that by saying that I wasn't part of the problem, I, I was part of the problem. Um, and until white people really decided to make this, to make racism just as much their issue, that nothing was going to change. Um, and I think if you have any kind of platform, you know, my community on Instagram, it's small, but it's very powerful. Um, I feel very connected to the community that I have on Instagram. I love chatting with everyone every day. And for me, it wasn't an option of, do I say something? Do I do something? I knew it had to be done. Even if there's two people listening, maybe that's two people whose opinion is going to change or two people that are going to vote differently or two people that are going to go to a protest. Um, I think for a long time, especially, you know, white people counted on the black community to be the fixers, that they should be the ones to fix this problem of racism and police brutality. And, oh, it's so horrible that it's happening, you know, but that's kind of, you know, they're going to fix it. But we can't ask that of the black community, especially because they are experiencing so much more trauma than we could ever even comprehend. I mean, I can't imagine being a black woman and seeing the news about Breonna Taylor or George Floyd, you know, it's just seeing the videos. I mean, that's traumatic and it's graphic. And while it's horrible to me, it's, it's much more traumatic. And for that reason, I just think that white people really need to carry more of the load. And that was kind of my commitment with my social media going forward. You know, when you have a blog or are trying to you know, kind of start a personal brand. It's personal. So it's mostly about you and what you are doing and what you like and what you wear. But I realized very quickly that part of my responsibility as a person who's going to be online is if someone's going to come to my page, they need to know what I stand for and who I stand for and what the community I'm trying to build is, is rooted in. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so I think going off of that, do you, did you get a lot of responses from your followers when you started being so vocal about, you know, in support? I did. Um, the, the first response I got was actually from someone um, saying that I had become too political. That's not what they were here for. How could I support looters? And I was like, okay, like you're, you're missing the point completely. Um, but for the most part, it was received very well, um, which I kind of had a bit of conflict with because in my mind, I felt a bit of disappointment in myself 
I want to say for not doing it sooner, but for not realizing sooner, like racism isn't new. Police brutality isn't new. I was having a conversation um, with a, a woman the other day and she was saying like, all of this is so shocking to white people right now because they are really feeling it for the first time. We've been feeling this way for our whole lives. And so for me, it was just a little bit of like, how, like, how are we not all on this before? Like, why did we stop after Trayvon Martin? Like, you know, why do we keep letting the movement kind of die down? And I think it's because, like I said, we are constantly counting on the black community to be the fixer. Like, oh, they'll fix it. I support it. I'm not racist. I want equality for everyone. You know, it's, it just can't be, no difference is going to be made unless we, you know, are part of the movement. And so I, I've been happy that my community has been very responsive to it in the sense where they are also taking action. Um, you know, making phone calls for Breonna Taylor or raising, you know, money for the George Floyd fund, um, you know, bail funds. I've tried to, you know, make it so that people really want to do it. And there are people that maybe wouldn't have done it before. So, Hey, you send me a receipt that you've donated to a black lives matter organization, send me the receipt and I will make a hype up video. Um, you know, just, I hate to say incentive because in an ideal world, yeah, everyone donates, you know, even if it's $2, $5, but I think just getting people there to that point to getting them to take action is been really, really important for me. So in that sense, I feel like it's brought me closer to my community on Instagram. Um, and like I said, if one person votes different, if one person donates, if one person has a talk with their family, that's, I mean, it's everything. It's everything. Dear Human is an eco-friendly brand that was started to spread the love through all social causes. Their goal is to help create a community where everyone has access to a quality of life, where people can rely on each other because they truly believe that the more we come together, the farther we will go. They make that happen by donating 10% of profits to organizations who dedicate their lives to creating a better future for all of us. So head over to dearhumanapparel.com to check them out. And you can use my code Tanya Levy to get 20% off of your order. That's Tanya Levy, all one word for 20% off. Okay. So as a white woman on social media, um, how have you processed your, I mean, more, okay, I'm going to rephrase this. As a white woman who has a social media platform, mm -hmm. um, how have you processed your positionality in what has been going on? Um, and I know that you've also mentioned you know, I guess pretty publicly that you speak to a therapist or, you know, advocate for therapy as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I am like therapy stand number one. I think if every person in this country could see a therapist, it would be a much better place. I think that part of universal healthcare needs to include mental health and therapy. Um, I've been seeing the same therapist for, I think, gosh, maybe six years now. Um, I absolutely love her. And our conversations have changed in the last couple of months, you know, because I tend to, I'm an empath. Um, I tend to get really frustrated when I just see things online of people saying things about 
you know, race or about Trump or about, and I'm like, can't you just like, is it so hard to, to care about someone else? And like, maybe if it's even an issue, it doesn't affect you. Like it really gets me down. So we've definitely been having a, a lot of conversations. Um, my therapist always brings me back to Brene Brown. Um, and Brene Brown said, I'm not here to be right. I'm here to get it right. And so for me with my platform, I think it's worthless for me to post stuff on my Instagram stories or try to spread awareness about something. If I'm not also educating myself, you know, I am not the teacher. I am not the educator on this. I'm learning too, as I go. And I just, I want to get it right. Um, and so for me, I'm constantly trying to educate. I'm trying to, you know, read different point of views. I'm, I'm trying to look at my own biases that maybe I've had in my own life and really investigate them. So why, why did I think that? Or why did I say that? Like a big one for me was, you know, growing up, I would hear a lot, uh, from relatives. I don't care if you are black, purple, red, green. And like, you know, I respect you if you respect me. And I was thinking about that statement. I'm like, it is really offensive to loop in black with colors of people that don't really exist. Like just to compare that and be like, Oh, I don't care if you're blue, purple, or black. Like, no, no. Like one of those is an actual skin color. The other two aren't like, it's just these things that I have to investigate and I can't waste time having shame around them because it's not about my shame. It's not about me being comfortable. I think, you know, white people have been comfortable for far too long with the notion that, well, I'm not racist. And I think that comfort is, is why we're here at this moment right now. And for change, I, I have to get uncomfortable and I, I have been, but it's, it's necessary. Mm Hmm. Um, so do you also like talk with friends about their experiences? Um, out, you know, like, what do you, do you do things outside of therapy and like educating yourself Mm -hmm. that way? I do. Um, I'm part of a book club where every month, um, we're reading a book by an author of color. Um, which at first I was like, woohoo book club. Like I, you know, I read the books and I'm like, like there is just so much that I needed to know and I'm glad I'm learning it now. Um, and I think also to going online and using your voice is one thing, but I think a lot of us can look into our lives and we know people that we need to have conversations with. And I'm not saying it's your crazy racist uncle. I'm saying it's the people where it could be really subtle and they don't, even realize, you know, that what they're doing is contributing to a racist system. Mm -hmm. Um, and so for me, I think the hardest thing so far has been having conversations that are uncomfortable, having conversations that I didn't want to have in the past. Um, you know, I was definitely raised by my, my mom, you know, I was raised by a single mom and my mom's whole thing was, you don't, you don't treat anyone differently. Treat everyone with kindness. You accept everyone. It doesn't matter what someone looks like, what they're wearing. Like we were a very, you know, it was wonderful of my mom to teach us that, but it only goes, that only goes so far. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think when you have these conversations with people, no one wants to feel like they are a bad person or maybe they've done bad things. Um, you know, when you try, when you tell someone, well, you're a racist, like they're like, no, I'm not. What are you talking about? So I think navigating these conversations has been really hard, but it's been the most important thing to me. Um, I've had some really, really good conversations. I've had one bad conversation (laughs) that didn't end well. Um, but the majority of them have been really open and eye opening. And I've gone, you know, even if we don't finish the conversation, like I had a conversation with my mom and it was really great. And you know, it went really well. And we just kind of talked about how we can further our, you know, our allyship, you know, past, just be kind, you know, accept everyone. Mm-hmm. And a couple of weeks later, my mom was like, you know, I've really been thinking about that conversation. And like, I, today I decided that I would, instead of going to a big box store, I'm going to use a small local black owned business that I found. I was like, that's it. Like, it's these small things that like, even if you're like, I'm not a racist, like there's things we can all be doing. No one is a hundred percent not racist. Like there are things we can be doing to uplift black communities and they're small changes that make a really big difference. And I only wish I had, I had done it sooner as cheesy as it sounds. I, I really, really do. Yeah. And I think I, you know, because I've been so like vocal and and posting, you know, almost every day, something related to like the movement or what's been going on. Um, It's also been frustrating for me to see who out of my friends or like followers Mm. is silent and trying to not, you know, reach out to them. And if I do reach out to them, you know, do it in a way of like, well, I'm just curious what your thoughts are not like, I'm attacking you. Why aren't you doing this and that? Mm. And that was a process I went through, you know, with some friends too, where I was like, okay, you know, I really just need to back off and like trust that they have their own path and they're handling this in a different way. And they don't, you know, need to be super vocal about everything in the same way that I'm doing. Um, So, yeah, I can. I think everyone, you know, takes action differently. I think, you know, there's a, there's a fine line between shaming people to take action. If you're going to shame someone into it, they're not going to want to do it. They're going to have negative feelings. But I think the difference is there's a difference between being called out and being held accountable. And I think that people with large, especially, you know, with large online platforms that have a voice they, they should be held accountable and they have to speak up because their voice is important. And so I think a lot of, you know, accounts or influencers, bloggers, whoever that were being called out and quote unquote canceled, you know, it's like, you know what, like, it's not about your, you feeling shamed into action. It's people thinking that your voice is important enough to hold you accountable. And I just think that's important. And to your point of friends and being frustrated, um, I did a really bad thing and I downloaded a couple months ago. I don't have it anymore. I got, I got rid of it because it was bad for my mental health. Um, and an app that tracked who unfollowed you. Oh, and it, oh my God, it was so bad. This app should be illegal, but it like, I would post something about like Brianna Taylor and then I would go on. I'd be like, Oh, like you unfollowed me, like got it. Now it was just like so 
toxic and bad. I had to get rid of it. But you know, some people just aren't aware that it's their issue too. They're just not aware. I think it feels very overwhelming to them. It feels very uncomfortable, but that's, that's my burden to bear. And yeah. And no one else you know, they might be aware, but they also are maybe not ready to face that, that, you know, hurt and like basically feeling of being uncomfortable that comes with like doing your own work, you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's very true. Some people, they might never get there. It's like, they, they might not. It really is a personal decision. If you are going to be actively anti-racist or if you're just going to be not racist, like, and I've, I realized there's a huge difference between the two and it would not be acceptable as a human being or as a person that, you know, utilizes the internet and talks on the internet to just not realize the difference and to do nothing. And I, I think truly the thing that probably, I don't want to say pushed me the most because I've, like I said, I've, I've been aware, but the murder of Breonna Taylor, I don't think anything has shook me like in inside. Um, when I, I read about her murder, I just I, like, you know, people always have excuses. Well, you should just listen to the police. You shouldn't have been running. And I'm like, so what are you going to say about a black woman that was in her bed? I, I mean, there's just no reasoning whatsoever. And I think what people fail to forget is that even if someone's running from the cops, even if someone isn't obeying an order, not the police's job to kill them. It's not, it's not. And, and so this has been a big learning experience in the sense like every week I feel like I'm getting to another level of like oh like I I've seen this before didn't realize it was contributing to a racist system oh I need to make sure that I'm supporting more black owned businesses not just shopping at big box stores and Mm -hmm. so it's been a it's like you said some people just aren't down to be uncomfortable yet and sorry but it's like us being uncomfortable is kind of the the people that are taking the least amount of like brunt of all this. Okay. Like we can get uncomfortable. Exactly. Like this is just, you know, how many months has it been so far? Whereas like, you know, this has been centuries upon literally centuries. I mean, yeah. When my friend said that to me, I was like, I'm like, I was aware of that. But like, even just hearing you say, yeah, I've been aware of these things since I was a child. I'm like, oh my God, what? We've been in it for six months and we're like, we're fatigued. No, we're not. Like, we just have to keep going. Yeah. Um, All right. So I feel like you partly answered this, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, What advice do you have to others who use similar platforms um, that you do? So I think for a lot of people, it can be overwhelming to decide that you want to use your voice, that you want to take a stand. Um, I've always been pretty vocal about politics and, and where I stand. Um, you know, I was, I was very, I was vocal, you know, during the Hillary Clinton campaign. Um, but I think people get overwhelmed with what to talk about, what to speak about. Are they going to say it right? What if they say it wrong? Like at the beginning of you know, I would kind of get on my Instagram every day and I would talk and say, okay, you guys, like today is, is our 
plan of action. We're going to make calls for Brianna Taylor. This is why we're going to do it. This is why you should care. And in the midst of all that, I had someone message me and they're like, Hey, I saw that you said this today. I just wanted to let you know, maybe you shouldn't say it that way. Maybe. And I was like, you know what? Like I, I'm not going to get it right every time. And I think people need to not worry about getting it exactly right for the fear of like being canceled. You have to show up and you have to be here to, to get it right, not to be right all the time. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I really thought about, okay, what am I, what are my strengths? What am I good at? How can I use those things to push change? Um, And for me, I knew that like, for instance, I, because of my disability, it's really hard for me to go out and protest. Um, you know, I can't be on my feet for that long. I can't walk for that long. And so that I just know that's not something I'm, I would be helpful at. Um, but what I would be helpful is, is using my platform is to be, you know, spreading resources, um, where to donate, you know, articles, um, you know, different funds, different ways you can help and, and, be active, send a text message to a number. Here's an email template already written out. All you have to do is, you know, fill in the blanks and press send. Um, let's send mail. Let's send birthday cards for Brianna Taylor. And the other thing I'm really good at, like, it sounds very vain is I'm, uh, like a shopaholic. Um, (laughs) I'm constantly shopping and I'm like, you know what, if I'm going to continue to shop, I'm supporting, I'm shopping at black owned businesses. Like if I'm going to be spending my dollars, I'm going to be watching where they're going. And not only am I going to shop with them, but then I'm going to tell my friends about it. I'm going to post about it and I'm going to uplift these businesses. And I have formed some really wonderful relationships, um, with black creators that truly blow me away. Um, I think it's important for people with any kind of, you know, Instagram presence platform. It sounds really cliche to to really diversify their feed. Um, you know, I was going through my feed and I was like, why am I following all these just like tall, skinny women that like, do I think I like, is it because I want to look like them? Like, I don't understand. And so I just like, if it wasn't, you know, making me feel positive, I unfollowed, I went through like a mass unfollowing at the beginning of the year. And I just started following more voices that I felt like I should be listening to. And I'm really glad that I did because it's, it's educating um, it's inspirational. It helps me to, you know, really feel like, okay, keep going, like keep your foot on the gas, keep the momentum going. This isn't, you know, post your black square and move along. Yay. I did it. It's we, there is no end. There is no going back to normal. There is like when people start posting, like, as I get back to my regular content, I'm like, what is regular content? Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't have regular content anymore. We're in the middle of a global pandemic. And the president's trying to start a race war. Like there's, we're not in a normal zone, people. We have to just keep going. And and so it's important to me, you know, to really keep that going. And I think for people with platforms like mine, you just, you can't get fatigued. What is there to get fatigued about? You're, you're doing the right thing. You're fighting for what's right. You're fighting for a better future. And, and that is an endless work and we can't get tired six months in, but I think really finding things that you are good at. Like if you're really good at graphic design, make some graphics, mm-hmm. make some, some infographics. If you are really good at public speaking, 
make an IGTV talking about what you care about. I, I think using our strengths is going to be the best way to really get the most information and activism, you know, going. Yeah. Um, all right. So final thoughts. Um, I'll ask both of the questions because I feel like they just go together. Sure. Um, what do you want to leave people with after listening to this episode? And then also what should, what do you think we all should be focusing on right now? Whether that's finding joy, keeping up, you know, the energy, the activism, you know, any of that. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think something I want to leave people with is it's great to be posting things online. It's great to have an Instagram story. It's great to do a, you know, a feed post about, you know, topics that matter. Um, you know, and there's so many things going on in our world right now that truly matter for our future. Um, but I think it's important to take that offline and take it within yourself and do a lot of self-inspection, um, educating, you know, really just think about the things that might make you uncomfortable because unless you really go out into the public and into the world and exercise the same things that you're saying online, it, it really doesn't mean much. We need real change from real people in the real world. Um, and so that's been extremely important to me. I think it's, you know, also something to be doing is to be listening to black voices. Like even before, you know, when you approached me out this podcast, I was like, well, who, you know, who else is going to be featured on this podcast and brands that I work with now, I'm like, I go to their page. I'm like, are, do they, are they working with other, you know, black creatives? Mm -hmm. What does their company look like? And that's not really something I thought about before, before I was like, Ooh, a job. Yay. And now I make sure, you know, I have a paragraph. I put in all my emails, like, you know, I would like to know the stats on your company, other creators you work with. And if it's all white, I'm like, mm -hmm, like we're not doing this in 2020. Okay. We're just not doing it. Um, <laughs> so I guess, you know, just being really self aware and inspective and, and educating. Um, I think the focus right now is it's my whole MO is I want my space on Instagram, on the nines to be a place people can come and feel joy and feel hopeful and, you know, maybe leave a little bit happier than, you know, when they got on the app, because <laughs> there were many times I'd go on Instagram and just be like, Oh man, I kind of feel worse. Like I, I saw people that I wish I looked like, or outfits I wish I had, or houses that I wish looked like mine. So I want it to be a place that people come and feel really welcome and accepted and so I think it's really important right now to be spreading kindness more than ever and grace and joy and happiness and hope because those things are really, really contagious. Um, and I just think more than ever, we don't know the struggles that people are going through. This is such a truly traumatic time in our nation. Like, I think one day we're going to look back and be like, Oh my God, we're all, we were all traumatized, um, by the pandemic, you know, by politics, by it, social, everything. Um, we don't know what people might be going through. You never know what's going on behind closed doors. Um, and so I think it's just especially important to be really kind right now, overly kind, overly 
extending, a, you know, joy to people. Like when I go to the grocery store now, I'm like, I've got to compliment two people in here. Maybe it's the cashier. Maybe it's on the food. Like I've got to talk to two people behind my mask. They're like, Hey, I love your shoes. Those are so cute. Like, it's just these small things that literally mean nothing. I went to the doctor the other day and I was in the elevator with this elderly man and he had the coolest sneakers on. And I was like, excuse me, sir. I was like, I love your sneakers. He was like mine. And I was like, yes. He's like, Oh my gosh. And I just got them. I'm like, no. sure about the color. I was like, no, like, they're so cool. Like these things cost me nothing. They like expends almost zero energy for me. Why would I not do them? If someone, if it's going to make someone feel just a, a little bit better, we got, we got to be spreading joy and, and hope and just our message of we're not stopping. We're, we're not stopping. Yeah, I think I had a point when you were saying all of that, but I forgot it because I was distracted by the story of the elderly man. I'm sorry, um, I should have stopped. stopped before the story. I got carried away. I got excited about it. No, it's okay. I actually had, I was at Trader Joe's earlier tonight, today, um, and I had a, not a sneaker experience, but this guy was looking at chia seeds, and I had gotten some for myself, and he was like a you know, kind of elderly black man. And I was like, you should get those. They're great. And then we had a whole conversation of like, why, what are they good for? What do they taste like? All this stuff. Um, it's not the best. Like, yeah, we, we need human connection. Like even if someone is an asshole or they're super grumpy, like everyone craves that human connection in some way or another, especially now um, and so just to be able to feed that and give it, I think is incredibly, incredibly important. Yes, I agree. Um, all right. Well, I think that was all that I had for you, unless you had any questions for me. Wow, this was like the most I've spoken to a human, I think in like five months, this was incredible. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I can't wait to listen to your future episodes. And don't forget to follow me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Tanya Levy underscore TV and on Facebook at Tanya TV. And the best way to stay up to date on when the next episode is going to be released is to subscribe on Spotify, um, turn on notifications and also Apple Podcasts. And please, if you like what I'm putting out, let me know. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out and spread the word. Um, tell your family members, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, um, and have them like, share, and subscribe. All um, amplification on social media is always appreciated. Thank you. Thank you.